Welcome to the D-Shift Podcast, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you transition from the challenges of divorce to discover the freedom and ability to live life on your own terms. Are you ready? Let's get this shift started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the D-Shift, and I am so excited that you are here today because we have a fantastic guest who is going to share something about an area that I really have I want a little bit of experience in my past, but it's been a long time since I've been in in the dating market. So um, I want to welcome Leanne Kanzler. She is a psychologist, coach, author, and speaker, and she has a phenomenal program and a whole bunch of wisdom around this topic. So Leanne, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So tell me a little bit about how you got into this area of supporting uh, women and men. I know you work with both women and men um, through yeah. the divorce process and moving forward. How, what got you here? Well, basically I went through this, this whole process myself. Um, back in 2008, I left a, a very controlling and emotionally abusive marriage. And uh, I was just starting out as a psychologist back then. I was a bit of a late bloomer in terms of my career. And uh, through all the stuff that I was going through, personally, I started working with a coach, which I absolutely loved, and then I did the training to become a coach as well. And the what I saw in the dating world when I was, you know, back there on online dating and seeing the horror stories of what people were going through, men and women, because at that time I had a lot of friends who were also separated and going through that phase of life is that a lot of people were really struggling really struggling and they were trying to date when they had no idea of who they were or what they wanted they were still going through the horror of their separation um they were angry and I thought my god what is going on here why are these people even dating why are they trying to date why are they in my life (laughs) And then I thought, you know what, I'm becoming a therapist to these guys. I'm going on these dates and they're telling me their sob stories and it's not very attractive and here I am rescuing them. I'm like, oh. So it kind of led me to think, you know what, I actually have the capacity to do something about this. Instead of whinging about it or complaining about it, why not actually do something? Why not help these people to uh, have a better life? And that's where... The program Break Up to Breakthrough started, and uh, it's been tweaked a lot along the way. Yeah, and you know, I I really do believe that therapists, coaches, mentors, consultants—if they've been down that path and they've sort of seen it for themselves and experienced it—you just have a little bit more ability to relate. I think with the people that you're working with. So, and I know that I know that um, you know being a psychologist is a very different role than being a coach. So let's just kind of focus on, uh, you know, let's just focus on either one you want, whether you're being in your, wearing your psychologist hat or your coach's hat. What do you think are the biggest mistakes that people make after they go through a divorce, um, returning into the dating world? Where do you Mm. see the biggest downfalls are? If people have not done any inner work at all, and they're still feeling very bitter, very angry, very resentful, that shows. 
It really does. And you sit across the table from somewhere, and I've heard this a lot from other people, so it's not just my own personal experience, but you can feel the anger oozing out of the person in front of you, and it's nasty. And no one wants to be dating someone who's still bitter about where they're at. We have to be able to work on that and and put that aside because otherwise you're taking that stuff with you into the new relationship and it's very unattractive. Yeah, and that that whole thing, you know, if you're still upset with your ex, you seem to spend the whole conversation talking about your ex. Oh, oh you God. should, you know, my person, my ex is so bad. They were so nasty. They did this. They did that. Another person across the table is just like, oh my gosh, check, please. Let's get out of here. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why people do that. So, listeners, please do not bag out your ex on a first date. It is way unattractive. Ugh. Yeah. Um, because all that says to the person on the other side of the table is, this person's not ready. They're still stuck. Am I going to spend the next six months of my life listening to this bullshit? Excuse yeah. me. That's, no, that's what it is. fine. That's what it no. is. <laughs> yes. So what, what else do you, like, why do you think, I, I'm putting you really on the spot here. Why do you think mm-hmm. people don't take the time to resolve that anger? Or, you know, I, I like to use the term forgiveness, not forgetness, like letting it go, yeah. just walking through it. Why do you think people want to hold on to that anger? Yeah, a couple of reasons, I think. Um, One is they're in that victim mentality, like it's all my partner's fault and I'm not going to let that go because if I let that go, then I'm letting them off the hook, Mm -hmm. which is not true because it's actually letting yourself off the hook. Um, There's been so much hurt and so much trauma that they don't know where to start. And I think when people are like that, where to start is with a therapist or a coach who can help you because if you don't actually talk about it to someone who's not going to keep you stuck in that victim mentality. So our friends are beautiful people usually. That's why we're friends with them. But when they say, yeah, 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 you know, give it to him or her and, you know, they just encourage you to be angry, um, it's not helpful. It's not healing in any way. And a lot of people feel that, well, there's no point talking about it. I'm just going to do it by myself because what's talking about it going to do? What they don't understand is that it's not just talking about it. Sure. It's digging a lot deeper. And what I actually do is dig way back to uh, when you first decided that you weren't good enough or you first decided, you know, there's a, a problem with you, like I can't speak up or I have to people please or whatever it is. And all of those belief systems is what contributes to what you went through in your marriage. Sure. And yeah. it is important to to look at that, you know, how did you get here? That's what therapy is all about. How did you get to this place and how are you going to get out of it? Right. And uh, a lot of people are afraid of that or there's still unfortunately some stigma about it as well. And I think that's, you know, that I thank you for saying that. I think that's really important, um, especially for somebody like you who has the therapist and the coach role, that therapy is really addressing things in the past. Coaching is really looking at the present and the future. So they do blend together, but they are two separate things. So um, when you one of the things I find that's interesting is I start because I deal with people right when they're in the divorce. So one of the things I start working on is this kind of letting go right at the very beginning. Like, how can you, how can you um, 
even make it easier for the other person going through the divorce. And I get clients that say to me, like, yeah, I'm going to make it easier for that person. And then, yes. you know, we start talking about, well, what's the alternative? You make it bad and you're, you know, $100,000 legal fees before you get through. So, um, yeah. but we're focusing on the dating side. So where, when do you think people should, what are some of the signs that you're ready maybe to start entering into the dating world? Mm. When you feel happy within who you are, if you are really hating on yourself, very judgmental, angry, distressed, looking for a partner to make you complete or make you happy, that is not the right time to be dating. When you feel like, I'll give you a very quick example. I kept attracting all these wrong guys, guys who were um, smoking marijuana, who were drinking, showing up to the date really like stoned or something. Um, really in a bad place. I was thinking, what is going on? Why am I attracting all these guys? They seem really nice when I talk to them and then I meet them face to face and this is what's going on. And then I did some inner work and uh, I stopped dating for a little while. And then I came to this place where I thought I was fucking awesome. I thought, I, I, I am a good catch. I can attract a nice person and I wrote out exactly what I wanted the awesome type of person I wanted, the type of relationship I wanted. One week later, I met him and now we're married. So I got super clear about what I wanted, not what I didn't want. So if you're going around saying things like, oh, I just don't want anyone who is a liar or I don't want a narcissist or I don't want this or I don't want that, the unconscious mind cancels out the word don't. And then you're left with, I want a narcissist. I want a buyer. So what you do want is I want someone who's loving and kind and generous and who will love my children. And um, I know that I have a lot to offer. I know that I can give. I know that I can receive. I know that I can create happiness with my partner and myself. I want this. I don't need it. Right. And there's a big difference. If you need a relationship to make you happy, then what you actually need is professional help. Yeah, yes. Because um, I forget who, I, I'm quoting somebody, I can't remember who it is, so I'm saying that right up front. It's something along the lines of, if you can't love yourself, you can't love anybody else either. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you think is the biggest challenge for, let's stick specifically with the women that you work with, um, mm -hmm. in getting them to move from that sense of, I need a partner to be whole. And I'm not even going to say codependency, but maybe codependency issues. Who knows? We're not, I'm not a therapist, so I'm not going to use that word, but you know, yeah. people know what that means. Um, how do they go from that to being able to say, I'm good enough. I'm more than good enough. I'm perfect. Exactly the way I am. And I'm proud of myself. Who I am. How, how do you make that leap? That's a, that's a big leap, right? Yeah, definitely. Time is definitely important, giving yourself some space not to be uh, like a serial dater, dating lots of different people and being angry about what you're getting out there. Giving yourself that space to actually find out who you are, particularly if you got married quite early or you started dating really early and then, you know, you fall into the trap of becoming your partner or becoming your partner's person. 
Right. Your partner's thing. That's what I felt like. I was my partner's thing. I needed, he needed me to be on his arm to show everyone how good he was. That's kind of how I felt. Uh, and in that process, I completely forgot who I was. So it took a while for me to figure out that, oh, right, I, I'm actually a lot better than what he has been telling me for the past 20 years. Um, and that's when things started shifting. So giving yourself some space to be a single woman, to enjoy your friendships, to enjoy your children, to enjoy your space, um, to learn what it is that you want through, you know, you can do reading or podcasts, try not to waste too much time on, you know, things that are not helpful with like drinking and that sort of stuff because that just distracts you from who you truly are. And and really doing the inner work. If you really feel quite traumatized by what's happened in your relationship, doing the inner work will make a big difference. And it will make a big difference a lot sooner as well. Why do you think and, and, and this may sound too ob this this is there's an obvious answer and then I think maybe there's something more insightful <laughs> that you probably can provide. Um, why do you think people do that serial dating after they get out of the divorce? Because I get really frustrated. I kind of work with my clients during the divorce and say, no, get rid of all your dating apps. Don't, don't, you know, be calling up old friends you knew in high school and seeing if they're single. Just give yourself, you know, maybe six months, maybe even a year after you've divorced or physically separated from each other um, to do this work. And a lot of people are like, you know, they're not even, they haven't even filed for divorce. They're just separated and they're already dating new partners. And I'm not going to talk about the damage that that's the kids, but what is that? Why do you think that happens? Like what's going on there? A lot of people feel like they don't know themselves and they can't actually accept who they are. They can't be in their own space or they have a belief system that unless they're dating or with someone that they're not good enough, like it's the other person that's going to heal them or something. But that's not the case. It's really just a destruction. And a lot of people have this very deep sense of loneliness mm-hmm. and that usually stems from childhood. So they, they weren't given the love and attention they needed as a child. So they were never really able to learn how to be on their own. And then they, they look towards other people to constantly give them that validation of, you know, I'm good enough or I'm needed. Yeah. And, and yeah, this is totally different from sex. I just want to separate that because some people, you know, just want to go out because they have a high sex drive and they want to have a bit of a hookup and, and that may be okay if it's not hurting you or anybody else, as long as your kids are nowhere inside and don't know what's going on. Right. But if you're out there really looking to date and you, you're dating someone for a month and that doesn't work and then there's another one for two months and that doesn't work and then there's another one, all you're doing is adding to your trauma and to your pain because you're going to start getting that belief system that oh, I can't attract someone who I can hang on to. Right. And uh, it makes things so much worse. And what that tells us is that you're actually not ready to date. Yeah. So so let's flip this around. If you, it, let's say you've gone through the divorce. Let's say you're a little bit, um, not a little bit. Let's say you focused on yourself. You've done some of that inner work. You're at peace with being on your own. What's the fir- how how is it successful? How can you be successful getting into the dating world? Because we talked about some of the reasons you shouldn't be out there, but there's lots of good reasons to be out there if you're in the right place. So, 
Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people, um, you know, my age and up are like, you know, gray divorces, all that kind of stuff. These are not the people that are going to be on, you know, whatever Tinder or whatever the latest app is. And there's like a bazillion of them for dating app. Mm. What are the steps you start taking to prepare yourself or to get out there and and attract the right, the right man or woman that you're interested Mm. in? Well, first of all, I just want to clarify that you may be surprised. There are a lot of uh, people in the, the grey zone, as you mentioned, uh, who are on dating apps. So um, I'm sure there yeah. are. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sure, I, I'm sure there are. Yes. Yeah. There are. There are. Um, I, I really like it when people write down exactly what they want in a relationship in terms of I want this, I want that. And not just I want someone with blue eyes and dark hair and muscles and all that sort of stuff you can add that to it but go a lot deeper i want a beautiful trusting relationship someone that i can talk to on a deep level who really listens to me who i feel safe with and they feel safe with me don't make it all about you make it about what you're going to give to them as well relationship is a two-way street um there's no point in having someone who you who listens to you and gives you everything you need but they are shut book to you and they don't tell you anything I was going to say that's the definition of a narcissist when you start yes. them, right? <laughs> that's right. It has to be given and received. Right. And um, so really knowing what you want and the type of relationship that you want is a very good first start. If you decide to try out the dating apps, be super clear. Be very careful about what kind of photos you put up there. You don't need to put up photos of, um, you know, boobs and all that sort of stuff. You know, just put up a really nice kind of photo the photo i put up was actually one of my professional photos that that i didn't use in a professional capacity but i thought actually that's a nice dating kind of app photo and that's what my husband said he saw that photo and that was it he was like i want to meet that woman um so it was a really beautiful photo it wasn't you know no tongues hanging out I've, i've looked at what some women are posting and i think oh my gosh no wonder they're attracting the wrong type of people Right. So really feel into the kind of person you want to be and be that person. If you want someone who's living a healthy lifestyle, you have to be living a healthy lifestyle. If you want someone who likes going bushwalking, then you have to do that. If you like eating at fancy restaurants, you have to do that. So be the person that you want to be in the relationship. Don't wait until you are in the relationship and think that's going to happen because it kind of won't. Right. Be, be the person you want to be. Be the person you want to meet. Uh, you know. I was going to say if you're if you're dating probably anywhere, I'm going to say arbitrary number thirty and up, you're mm-hmm. not going to make much change in that person. They are who they are. And if you're dating somebody fifty or up, or you're enter, you know. Those people are going to be, they're kind of going to be who they are. There's not a lot of, I mean, there's some change that could happen, but probably not a lot. Um, what what do you think, what might be a kind of a tip or a strategy? Let's say people want to meet outside of a dating app. Like what is the, this is how long I've been out of this. Where, where do you, I mean, I know all around the world, there's different places to go, but where do you, where do you typically find that people can reach, um, like you say, kind of people that they can connect with on a meaningful basis. Yeah, there's um, there's an app called Meetup, which I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure is in the states as well. Yes, that can be a really nice 
way to meet people in, in doing things that you like. So Meetup has things like, um, you know, groups that like to go all sorts of different sporting things or books or single dads or single mums or whatever it is. So that's that. Well, the single parents might not be a good thing because there's going to be all women or all men, so that might not work unless you're in the same-sex relationships. But look up things that you're interested in. That could help. Um, start going out with other single friends or friends who know single people. You know, back in the old days, in the old-fashioned days before the internet was a thing, how did we meet up? You know, yeah. Yeah. go back to that. Yeah. Uh, it was often through our friends or our family members where we would go out for dinner and there'd be a, a bunch of people, some single, some not. Uh, for some reason in my world at the moment, people tend to hang out with only couples or only singles. So, um, you know, we need to start mixing it up a little bit. And if, if you, you know, even ask, ask your friends who are in a relationship or whatever, do you, do you know any single people that, can you can you create a, a dinner party or something with a bunch of us and get us all together? Like, right. You know? Yeah. And I, I, always, I always think that those kind of soft intros where you've got somebody that, that says, okay, this is a dependable person, you know, that makes it a little less risky, I would think, mm-hmm. going out um, and doing those kind of dating situations. So. Yeah. When, when you work with people, with women or men, um, going through your going through your program, do you find that most of them choose to go go into the dating world looking for a new relationship, or do you find more of them just are like, okay, I want to be single for an extended period of time, or is it kind of a, a mix of everything? Yeah, a lot of them want to go into the dating world quite soon, and it changes the whole dynamic of our coaching because sure. then. What happens is that dating and relationship brings up your issue. So at the beginning, we're working on staff and it's all about them, where they're at, blah, blah, blah. As soon as I start dating, guess what happens? <laughs> I'm with this person. This has happened. This has happened. What's going on? And, and it's like, okay. So then we use, use the date as a way of helping them work out what's going on, helping them to trust themselves helping them with their triggers, all of that sort of stuff. So that tells me they've probably entered into that relationship too soon. Right, right. Um, but it is what it is. I work with people with where they're at. Well, yeah, um, and, and everybody, you know, you, you can help people as much as you can help them, but they're obviously going to do whatever they want to do. That's that's the nature yeah. of the beast, right? So, right. Yeah. Liam, we have covered a ton of information and I, I really appreciate your openness to talk about this because some people only want to talk about how we can, you know, make sure you get back in dating and get a great relationship. And I think it's it's important to say, yes, that's absolutely there. But hey, there's there's some things you might want to work on before you start doing it. So thanks for sharing that. And you have, like I say, we've covered a lot of information. So what do you think is the key point or um sort of a summary of what we've talked about that you want people to remember when that when this podcast is over. Mm, so much, as you said. I think it's really important that you get to know yourself first. Get to know exactly what it is that you want, not what you don't want, what you do want, why you want it, why it's important to you. So your sense of values, what's important to you. And if you're still feeling very hurt and very angry about your ex and what's happened in that relationship, Give yourself and your future partners a, a break and don't date. 
yeah. you know, talk to someone about that and give yourself the opportunity to heal. It's not about healing your ex-partner or letting them off the hook. It's about you going, oh, you know what, you did me wrong. I don't need you anymore. I'm going to put you over there where you belong. Right. And uh, so freeing when you can do that. I love that. I, that that's a great thing. Um, you know, the what is that saying? That love and love and hate are opposite sides of the same coin, but indifference is when you're truly out of the relationship. So if you can do that. So Leanne, tell where uh tell us where if people want to learn more about what you do or maybe want to talk uh about to you about your program, uh can you mm-hmm. share where they could reach you? What would be the best way? Um, probably they can send me an email. I'm on all the socials. I don't have a particularly common name, so you should be able to find me. Got a frog in my throat this morning. That's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so they can find me there, just Leanne Kansler, or on my website, www.leannekansler.com. There's a calendar link there as well. So they can book in for a free 30-minute consultation. Um, given most of your listeners are probably in the States, if our time zones aren't working out, just send me an email and I can adjust my uh, my calendar for you. I'm happy to do that. I've done that many times. Um, so, yeah, just reach out via email or uh, on the website. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And I want to thank everybody for listening to The D-Shift. And I ask you, uh, if you can, go to Apple, rate us, give us a like, Post a, post a feedback response and uh, really enjoy uh, you being here. Leanne, thank you so much for all your insight and look forward to the next episode. Thanks for listening and supporting the D-Shift podcast. If you would like to attend live trainings by our amazing guests and have a chance to ask questions and get answers from our experts, join the D-Shift crew. For more details and to sign up, Head on over to www.divorcecoachforwomen and click on the podcast page.